Hey guys, welcome back to A Slut With Morals. I'm your host, Ruby May. You can follow my Twitter at RubyMay1993, my Instagram at young.goddess.memes, and my brand new Facebook page, A Slut With Morals. On today's episode, we'll be talking about the one, Prince Charming, your Jasmine, soulmate, whatever you want to call them. So let's get started. How many times have you broken up with someone you really cared about over something so small and dumb, but at the time felt so huge to you? When I first started dating, I broke up with a guy because he used too much tongue while kissing. And instead of bringing it up to him, I decided to just let him go. Um, I feel like growing up, we have this idea, this image in our head of what the perfect one will look and be like. And we get into a new relationship and the version of the one in our mind changes into someone else, someone other than who we're dating. We start looking for flaws and imperfection. We dislike to see if we could handle that bad habit or trait forever. And let's face it, forever is a very long time. So I'm going to bring up social media and dating apps into this a few times. It's because it is now so super easy to swipe right and find the love of your life. And along the way, you meet a few witches or in my case, a fucking, you know, fuck ton of frogs. I'd say toads, but toads have warts and I haven't, you know, like I have yet to encounter that, thankfully. So you're swiping and swiping and swiping. And instead of getting to know someone for their genuine self, you swipe left on someone based on how they look. And I have a joke that I tell people when they ask me what my type is. And I always say, if you were to put all my exes in the same room, every single one of them looks different. All different sizes, all different shapes, all different heights, all different races. Um, The only thing that they probably have in common is a big dick. Now, dating apps and social media dilute the importance of someone's originality and uniqueness, right? So imagine you just swipe left on your soulmate because their nose was too big for their face or their teeth were perfect, or they had a little too much muscle and you prefer a happy dad slash mom bod, which is great. But shouldn't flaws and imperfections be the reason that you like someone? Maybe, I don't know, maybe they laugh so hard that they snort and go silent because they can't breathe. Or when they're really sleepy, they get moody, or they're an ugly crier. Maybe they challenge you and aren't afraid to disagree with you. What if they stutter when they're nervous? Maybe they have scars on their body they hate. Or they sing entirely too loud and extremely horribly. Now, maybe I'm crazy, but I find that endearing. It's these types of traits we tend to miss the most when they're gone. Now, of course, there's a couple bad habits we can't exactly overlook or turn our heads from i.e. smoking meth, not being able to hold down a job, or even being a shitty parent. But if you find the one, the person you could just see in your life forever, and the worst thing they possibly did was, I don't know, maybe they cut their toenails in bed while eating. Don't you think you could speak up and let them know that although you love them, this one small thing irks you, and you don't want it to be a big deal, and maybe you should just ask them to stop? 
Yes, most of my podcasts are all about accepting others as they are. But I've always said that to me, red flags aren't red flags, they're deal breakers. So if it's something that bo- that that they do, you know, like bothers me, I'm going to let them know. And they're going to do one of two things. They'll either stop or they'll continue. And if they decide to continue, it's just a straight no for me. Like, no thanks. Now, I'm not here to change, control, or mother a grown adult. I already have two kids, you know? Like, my home will not be made to feel like a prison where you have to follow orders or feel like you have to walk on eggshells. But if you can tweak this one thing for a better, longer, stronger relationship, please do so. And please let me know what I can tweak too. Because at the end of the day, I want a partner, not a project. So back to the dating apps and social media. With the huge booming impact it's had on all of our lives, it is so easy to get out of a relationship because no one is obligated to stay with anyone and your next one is just one swipe away, right? Society nowadays posts everything they did or what someone did for them and even what someone did to them. There's a whole hashtag and it's relationship goals. So not only are we showing off, you know, the good things, we're airing out our dirty laundry as if it's supposed to be everyone's business. And newsflash, it's fucking not. Especially when you post about how much your partner cheated or beat you and then your dumbass takes them back. And then you guys create a Facebook, you know, a joint Facebook account. You both look like fucking idiots. But social media almost always has us looking for the next best thing. Whether it's a job, a house, a rug to purchase, and now, apparently, even a spouse. So you start getting these feelings of uneasiness because maybe your spouse doesn't do all the things Susan's husband does for her. Even though everything is perfect and going well for you guys, you start thinking that maybe the grass just may be greener on the other side. Y'all, if at any moment in your engagement you have these feelings or thoughts, don't go through with it. Because marriage and kids won't get rid of it. It is so much easier to leave before the $5,000 up to $20,000 wedding and the kids and the financial obligations. Because that, all those reasons I just listed, those change everything. So trust me, I get it. And I feel like a lot of the times we tend not to leave a person because they're just so good to us. And, you know, and it's not because we no longer love them, but because we don't want to be the asshole that broke someone's heart or left a good person, or, you know, what have you. So we just end up tolerating them. Like, y'all, respect your partner enough to not waste their time. The whole reason the dating or the talking stage should be a slow process is because it's a state of evaluation, that, and you are both interviewing each other, taking your time to make sure that the other is right or wrong for another. Although you aren't obligated to stay, you are still responsible for someone else's feelings towards you. So here comes my little story. Last year, and this, ta- this all ties together, I promise. Last year, I met this guy named Ted. And Ted and I laughed a lot. We had great sex. We enjoyed each other's company. We worked out together. We went to concerts together. And I thought everything was going great until he started kind of distancing himself. I went over one time and I noticed like a used pad in his trash can. Now ladies, if you want to know if someone is doing you wrong, their trash will tell you everything. Anyway, so I come out of the bathroom and I ask him if he's seeing anyone else, 
you know, just let me know so I can step aside. I'm not going to be anyone's second choice. I refuse it and I rebuke it. So one day, I never heard from him again. And it's now October of 2019. And Chris, my new beau and I, are facing difficulties. Um, one of our friends got into a horrible motorcycle accident. And it took a toll on our relationship because Chris was seeing our friend, you know, like all his extra time was spent either with his kids or with our friend in the hospital. Um, you know, just talking to him, being there for him. And, um, and so, you know, we kind of just ended up breaking up. Uh, because it was just like small little arguments and we both were just like, you know what, this isn't going to work. And we both recognized it and we were able to break up like, you know, adults. Um, so in November, I'm scrolling through Facebook and Ted pops up on my suggested friends list. And I didn't recognize him at first because he was in a Bugs Bunny outfit um, with some other girl in the picture. And I knew that was his girlfriend. And now I didn't add him on Facebook, but my petty self was like, like that shit. So I liked it um, because I wanted him to know it makes sense as to why you disappeared. You know, like I was literally telling him that through my like. Um, so fast forward to January of this year, um, I just dropped off, you know, my kid at school. It's like 7 or 8 a.m. It's raining. And I, and, I'm, and I stop for gas and I get a, a text from a random number and it says, hey, how are you? So I respond, well, who this? <laughs> the number then calls me and I answer and he asks if I really didn't know who it was. And I'm like, um, no. And he tells me it's Ted. And I'm like, Ted who? Um, now, at this point, you know, between November and January, I've probably fucked maybe about three Ted's. And... Um, and I'm like, which one are you? And do you have an STD? You know, that's that's like the shit that I'm thinking. So <laughs> he has to remind me that it's the Ted I went to a Breaking Benjamin concert in September of 2019. And I'm like, oh. I immediately wanted to hang up, but I go, oh, what do you want? And he's telling me he wants to see me. And I told him no, because I was going to the gym. And he says he can go too. And I'm like, ugh, no thanks, you know? Like, you live far. I don't have time to wait for you. We're good. Like, I'm, I'm just going to work out by myself. Um, so very boldly, this hijo de pendeja asks if we can fuck. It's a no. I'm not really in the mood to fuck you, my dude. And I tell him that I got to go, that I'm at the gym. Plus, you know, I'm like, you don't eat pussy. And I just can't do that. Um, and he's like, well, I've eaten it before. Yeah, sure. Anyway, so February comes around, and he texts again, and I'm like, who this? Because I never saved his number. Listen, if you can go 24 hours without talking to me, do me a favor and go the rest of your fucking life without ever talking to me again. That will really show me. That will really make me learn my lesson. Um, so, you know, he texts me. He wants to see me. I'm at work, but I'm pretty horny, and I'm like, you know what? Why not? Well, anyway, my other friend quote-unquote, uh, ends up texting me. He's like, hey, I'm only in town for a few days. Um, this is my last night. Can you come over? And I'm like, you know what? Why the fuck not? And so I told my other friend yes. And I ended up telling Ted that I couldn't make it. 
and he was like, why not? I'm in line at Whataburger, you know? And I'm like, ew, dude, I really don't want to fuck you after you eat because all you do, like, literally right after you eat is all you do is fart. And they're the most horrendous fucking farts that I've ever smelt in my life. Like, literally dead sewage. Like, so nasty. And I'm like, and he's like, well, you know, I can't really control that. Sometimes they just come out and I don't feel it. And I'm like, bro... No, like you're sick. Like that's like Crohn's disease or some shit. You know, like you really need to go get checked out by the by the doctor. Anyway, I end up putting my phone on. Um, I end up muting him or something. I don't remember. And I end up going over to my other friends and we fuck. Anyway, um, <laughs> so towards the end of February of this year, he calls me and I'm drunk and I'm like why not me? What made you choose her? And he tells me that at the time she seemed to be a better choice because they hung out more. She didn't have kids and didn't work nights and whatever. And blah, blah. But what I heard was an excuse that she was just prettier than me and childless, which I fucking hate when a man uses children as an excuse. It's fair. Trust me. I get it, but I hate it. If you don't want kids or can't seem to handle them, don't date a mom. Simple. You know, don't fucking date a parent. Anyway, so drunk me is in the fucking restaurant eating tacos and I start crying and he's apologizing. But all I can hear is that I just wasn't good enough, you know, and um, and I hang up on him. So March comes around. He messages me that he wants to see me. He's now saved in my phone as fuck ass Ted. Thanks to drunk me. Um, April, same thing. He calls. I answer. I tell him that I don't think it could work because I'm working late, you know, and then last week he called. Um, asked to see me and I'm like no I'm at work I'm like Ted you don't like me I have strong opinions and you don't like it you don't eat pussy and I don't like that you know and then this idiot once again says well I've done it before like that's gonna change my fucking mind like I hope you're all rolling your eyes at this point um, because I just rolled my eyes again for like the 30th time and he asks once again if he can see me, and I tell him no again because I'm working late. He asks if he can just, uh, if I can just tell him, like, when I'll be free so we can plan something. And I'm like, sure. I hang up, and I put my phone away, and I never text him again. Anyway, so he called me today, and he asks if we can hang out. I tell him no, that I'm on my way to work, and I was running late because someone fucking sideswiped me due to the rain. And he asks if I really don't want to see him um, because he didn't eat pussy. And I was like, Ted... I'm currently not attracted to you. I said, and yes, oral sex is something I love. I don't want to go without it. And trust me, if you don't do it, I'm not afraid to find someone that does. Once again, this jerk off uh, said, well, I've done it before and I'm still attracted to you. Uh, when we were together, it was so good. And I replied with, apparently it wasn't good enough. You chose someone else's sex. He restates that that had been a mistake once, you know, like one that he had made months ago, almost a whole year ago, and that he's putting the effort in to see me and know me again. And, and I tell him again, I'm like, dude, I'm just not attracted to you because what you had done, I'm like, it was so shitty for me to ask for the truth and months later figure the truth out on fucking Facebook. So no, even if he went down on me, I probably wouldn't let him forget it. And I told him, dude, 
I'm not even bitter about it, you know? Like, I, I just don't even care. I'm like, like, the way you didn't care about my feelings, I have fucking no regard for this at all anymore. So he asks if he should just leave me alone, and I told him to do whatever the fuck he wants like he did the first time. And then I hung up. And that, you guys, is why you should respect someone's time and not waste it. Don't tolerate me uh, me mediocrity and definitely don't blind yourself into thinking if you just go someone you have permission to return whatever fuck you want face your fucking consequences no you are not obligated to stay with anyone but remember nobody was made to tolerate your bad choices they aren't tailor-made to cater to you or be your butler or your personal fucking punching bag Toxicity is gross and toxic people that try to manipulate your feelings are terrible because tolerance is not the same as satisfaction and contentment. Contentment is genuine happiness and fulfillment. Be with the person that makes you feel loved, accepted, joy, peace, excitement, makes you laugh and orgasm like never before. Those are the entire reasons you stay with someone because you are all around satisfied and content, not tolerant. Don't be around someone you feel like you have to change because nobody should be your personal project. Yes, marriage and relationships are hard work, but they're hard because it's two different people with two different ideas, opinions, morals coming together, not to be the one, but because they're striving to be one, united. It's you and them against the world. You get it? If you aren't feeling joy and acceptance and striving and pushing each other to succeed, to do and be better, what's the motherfucking point, honestly? Because social media tells you you need to be in a toxic relationship to be content. Fuck that. You should want your person to thrive with you, to succeed, to always look and do and feel better, not just in your relationship, but in your overall lives. Because the desire, you know, the want, the need for more from your partner is not going to go away. But before you become everything for someone else, be everything you need to be for yourself first. Remember that nobody was made with you in mind, at least not at first. We're all human, you know? We all come with our own imperfection and characteristics, and we all have to deal with our own character along with yours. And getting with you is them acknowledging and realizing that. Someone dedicating themselves to you is an absolute privilege for you. So give that person the freedom to still be themselves because allowing them that freedom lets you realize that not only are we all important and imperfect, but it reminds us of the reasons we fall for each other. Let them be the thing you need in your life, not what you want. Both of you have flaws and letting someone be the thing you need creates a platform to work on the things you want from each other. I hope, I hope you understand that. Like, I really do. And so, this episode is pretty much done. But I want to leave you with something that I watched on Sex in the City. So, after her divorce, the character Charlotte um, is, dates her divorce lawyer. And at first, she keeps it a secret, not because he was her divorce lawyer, but because she's ashamed that he looks nothing like the normal jock type she normally dates. Um, she finally tells her friends, you know, she's like, his name is Harry, and he is everywhere except his head, but it's the best sex I've ever had. So anyway, along the episodes, along the seasons, they end up getting married, and uh, later one of the characters asks, how often are you happy in your relationship? 
And Charlotte replies with every day. Maybe not all day, every day, but every day. So if your partner is amazing, makes you feel amazing, makes you feel joy, makes you feel happiness, makes you feel content in every single aspect, yes, sometimes you guys are going to fight. And that's the two different opinions coming through. You know, it's the two different morals. It's the two different ideas. It's, it's the, it's, you both were raised in different houses and you see things differently. You both have different perspectives. But let go of the idea of the perfect person. They don't exist. All right? But the perfect person for you does. And yes, they come with imperfections. They come with flaws. And some of them come with stretch marks and some of them come with a gap in their teeth. But love them all the same. Keep them close. Keep them happy. And love them to fucking death. You know? Just love the fuck out of them. Love each other. Anyway, this is it for today's episode. Thank you all so much for listening. I seriously would not keep going if it wasn't for you guys. Be safe. Wash your hands. Bye.